Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and today I'm excited for this episode. I feel like I say I'm excited for every episode, but honestly, I am super excited for this episode because we are talking about protein. Protein is one of my favorite macronutrients. I've just, I've always been a protein person. I know a lot of people struggle with eating protein or they're just like, nah, it's not like my favorite, but I've just genuinely been a person that loves eating meat and loves eating protein. So like, like if you give me a steak and you put that in front of me, I'm going to be like, thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. Give me a steak with some sweet potato and some Brussels sprouts. Mm, I'm good to go. It's funny. People will ask me, they're like, what's your favorite food? Or if someone gave you a meal, what would it be? And I literally always list that out. And they're like, oh, okay, so you're healthy. And I'm like, no, I just, I genuinely, it makes me happy to see a big steak, some, some crispy, crispy Brussels sprouts, and a nice sweet potato. So anyways, I'm going to stop talking about that and I'm going to actually talk about what I'm meaning to talk about in this podcast and that is protein. I know a lot of people struggle with getting it in or knowing how much to eat, why they should be eating it in the first place because like if you don't like eating it, then why would you go after trying to eat it? And I kind of just wanted to clarify some like misconceptions around protein and maybe like entice you into joining the love of protein club and seeing the power of protein. Ha, I'm I'm taking off of my title. But anyways, okay, so I'm going to take you to physiology class just for a second and we're going to talk about exactly what is protein, so bear with me for just a second. So, what is protein? Protein is an essential macronutrient. You have to eat this to survive. If you do not eat protein, you will pretty much just wither away for the most part. Yeah. And protein is made up of these things called amino acids. They're basically the building blocks of protein. If you want to get even nerdier with that, you use those amino acids and those amino acids then make up these things called peptides, which are categorized into primary, secondary, tertiary, and quaternary. Wow, I cannot say that. Um, and that basically just says how many amino acids are in there. And then those longer chains of amino acids would then be considered proteins. Now, there are 20 different types of amino acids. I am not going to list them all because that will bore you to death. But there are essential amino acids and non-essential amino acids. There are nine of the essential ones, and that basically means you have to go after and get those. Your body does not make those, so you need to make sure that you are getting them. Then there are 11 non-essential amino acids, and those are ones that your body can create, but it still can be beneficial to consuming these types of amino acids. This is why people say, like, make sure you have beans and rice because you're making sure you're getting the all of the amino acids that you need. Now, why should you care about getting in enough protein? Well, protein is always being broken down in your body, like always, every day. 
your body is consistently breaking down the protein that you eat into those amino acids and then using those amino acids to rebuild other proteins that it needs to do different processes in the body. So if you're not getting enough in, then what can happen is your body is prevented from performing protein synthesis. And if it can't do that because it doesn't have enough amino acids in there, then it's going to go into your tissues instead and be like, hey, we need, we still need these amino acids. So we got to find it somewhere and it's going to grab it from your tissues and use it, use those instead. Now, there's some different functions when it comes to protein. I'm going to do the micro, like the little nitty gritty tiny ones. And then I'll do like the big major, like what most people think when they hear of protein. So the micro functions are transport. Proteins actually carry molecules throughout your body. So if you've ever heard of hemoglobin, it's in your red blood cells and it carries the oxygen that your red blood cells carry to your other tissues so that your tissues can get oxygen and it can stay alive, basically. Proteins are also hormones. They carry messages between cells and help create neurotransmitters. And certain neurotransmitters help reduce depression and anxiety. If you aren't getting in enough protein, then you might actually be dealing with some depression and anxiety just because your body can't create the neurotransmitters needed for you to have a better mood. So for example, chicken contains an amino acid called tyrosine, which helps create dopamine in the body. And if you don't know what dopamine is, most people talk about it when they're like, oh, you get the dopamine high when you're scrolling through Instagram or TikTok and it puts you in a better mood and like gets, gets you excited. Also, dairy, poultry, fish, and nuts all contain trip- tryptophan, which helps create serotonin. And serotonin is the neurotransmitter that makes you feel happy and calm. There's actually studies that show that tryptophan helps improve the use of SSRIs and helps increase mood. So make sure you're get it, getting in that protein. Protein is also an enzyme. It helps break things down. So if you've ever heard of someone who has lactose intolerance, it's because lactase, which helps break down lactose, which is the sugar in protein, is an the lactase is an enzyme that will break down that lactose. And if you don't have that enzyme, then you can't break it down. Proteins also build the foundation of your body. So it gives strength to your cells, your organelles, and your tissues. If you've ever heard of collagen before, you have collagen in your body and it helps with skin health and making it tighter and stronger. This next one, which I found really interesting when I learned about this, but your protein is actually like fighters in your body, or that's what I called it. Basically, Antibodies are specialized proteins and antibodies that are in your body basically help fight off any foreign invaders that are coming into your body and help you keep your immune system up. Now some more macro functions of proteins is basically proteins help with body composition and building muscle. If you don't have the material to build the muscle or the tissue, then there's going to be no tissue. Your, your body needs material before it starts making it. It also helps keeping your blood sugar stable. So if you always find yourself eating something and then 
maybe a couple minutes later then you feel like you have this like low energy crash it's probably because you didn't have any protein with whatever meal or snack you just had it also helps keep you satiated it keeps you fuller for longer it helps you feel full which is always nice if you find yourself just eating a bunch of popcorn and you're just like i could just keep eating this popcorn forever it's probably because it doesn't have any protein in it also if you're dealing with intense hunger probably means that you're not eating enough protein. A lot of people who are like, I'm hungry all the time and it's just crazy. Like there's a ton of other factors going into it, but it might also just be because you're not eating enough protein. It also is used for backup fuel. I don't recommend this, but your body does this process called gluconeogenesis, which is basically when your body doesn't have enough fuel, aka glucose, usually it's its preferred source. If you haven't listened to my carb episode, definitely go listen to that. Um, but it will use amino acids instead from either the amino acids that you have or from your body tissues. Again, your body would like not to do this because it wants to use it for all the other functions that I listed in the micro functions of protein. Now, where do you get protein? You don't know where to get protein? I'm about to tell you. Now, I will tell you, most foods do contain some amount of protein. If you go and look at like a nutrition label, it will usually, for the most part, say like, it has one gram of protein or it has like a certain amount of protein in it. But the ones that I'm going to list in just a second are comparing like calorie per gram, a more reasonable consideration of it being a protein source. Basically, this is why you can hear people say like, you can get enough protein from eating broccoli or nuts and you're fine when like, yes, that's true, but like you're going to have to eat a lot of broccoli. And then I would also ask, how is your digestion? So just think about that. But anyways, sources of protein are meats like beef, steak and lamb, poultry like chicken and turkey, pork, seafood, deli meats, jerky. I love chomp bars or epic protein bars because I'm not a big like the tough jer jerky I like the more like softer jerky because I don't like tugging on my jerky but that's just me um, you can also get it from things like Greek yogurt and milk you can get it from beans and lentils tofu and tempeh you can also get it from protein bars and protein powders but I will say always try and get it from a whole, whole food source first, but something is better than nothing. So like, for example, when I go traveling, a lot of the times I like to bring those little protein powder packages where it has like servings out already. Sometimes I'll be like that weird person that puts it in a bag and has a little scoop and they're kind of like, hmm, what are you carrying on this flight? But, um, you know, it's fine. Um, also, if you're wanting to make smoothies or oatmeal, you can throw it in there and it makes a non-protein breakfast or whenever you're having your smoothie or oatmeal into a more protein-rich meal. I'll also say if you are consuming protein powders and bars, watch out for the added sugars and the artificial sweeteners and gums and all those preservatives. That's a lot of extra stuff that could be affecting your blood sugar and then also just your gut health in general. And then look at the sourcing of your protein powders, especially if you're using plant protein powders because there was a big rage 
uh, a couple years ago about these like big protein powder companies. I can't remember which ones it was, but they came out and they found that these protein powders had like heavy metals in them. And you definitely don't want to be consuming heavy metals consistently if this is something that you're having frequently or honestly just in general. I would prefer to stay away from heavy metals and I think you would too. Now, I also wanted to comment on collagen because I know that's like a big thing that people are talking about or it's being advertised as or with, especially in like now the skin industry or just the beauty industry. And this is because your connective tissue contains collagen. It contains these collagen fibers. So that collagen will then help with the connective tissue for your skin and your bones. And as we age, this the, your collagen production drops off. And so you might find that adding in collagen will help with joint health, bone density, and skin. And if you're dealing with leaky gut, this will also help heal your leaky gut in the process with a bunch of other things, which I won't get into right now. But I do want to say, don't just take collagen. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, I'll just take my collagen and it's fine. No, it doesn't contain all the amino acids in it. So like earlier when we had talked about, or we, when I had talked about, you want to make sure that you're getting in all your essential amino acids, especially your essential amino acids, but you want to make sure you're getting all the amino acids in. Collagen does not contain all of these amino acids. You can't just live on collagen by itself. But I would also say if you're just living off of collagen or one protein source, we probably want to get diversity anyways. So make sure you're picking from different sources of protein just so that you're getting all the different amino acids and all the different nutrients from all the different sources. But I will get off that soapbox for now. <laughs> um now, how much should you be eating? That's the big old question. I don't know how much to eat. So what should, how much and what should I eat? Or I guess I already covered what should I eat. So it's how much should I eat? Um, so the RDA recommends women to consume 46 grams a day, which is about 0.8 grams per kilogram. And I just want to say this is the amount you need not to starve or to prevent deficit. So... If you want a more optimal, 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 I can speak, optimal amount, I would recommend consuming about 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of ideal body weight or whatever makes you feel best. Everyone's bio-individual, especially if you have kidney disease, please don't go out eating a bunch of protein and talk with your doctor. Um, but in these ranges, people find themselves feeling more satiated developing more muscle in the gym and overall just feeling a whole lot better and actually feeling the benefits of protein. So if you are 150 pounds, try and shoot for about 120 grams to 150 grams per day, which is a pretty good example. I feel like that's pretty reasonable. I also want to know if you are more physically active or if you have more muscle on you, you're probably going to need more protein. So like compare a runner to someone who's sedentary, you're probably going to need more protein as a runner just because of all the physical activity you're doing and all the wear and tear. But again, everyone's bio-individual, it depends. And then also I found this out, elderly population actually needs more protein because 
their activity is decreasing, their muscle mass is decreasing, and their hormone production is decreasing. So as someone who is elderly, they're kind of playing the catch-up game, and you got to make sure that you are providing your body the nutrients that it needs. So you might need to be consuming more protein as you get older. And if you haven't tracked protein before, you don't even know how much you are eating now, it might be helpful to track at first, but I want to say you don't have to track forever. I know a lot of people here tracking and they're like, oh my gosh, that's either a lot of work or like it's triggering for them. For myself, I have tracked protein and I found that it was okay. If you find that tracking for you is triggering, then I would definitely think about it before you start doing it and maybe like if you are working with someone right now either like a health coach or if you're working with a dietitian I'd talk to them about it and just make sure that you are getting enough or ask them hey does this meal look like I'm getting enough protein maybe ask that but if 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 it's more of a like oh this is like really laborious and I don't like doing this then I might just like say hey maybe check in for yourself and say like okay for 2 weeks I can just track the protein sources that I listed earlier and see where I'm at. It's kind of like I like to give the example of, you know, those like pencils, the pencil grippers that they used to have, or maybe this was just me because my handwriting was terrible when I was younger. It still is terrible. So those pencil grippers didn't do much for me, but they were little grippers that were on your pencil and it would try and like train you to where your fingers should be when you're writing. And then you're supposed to not use them anymore once you're done but I probably still should be using them because my handwriting is not that great it kind of just looks like a 12 year old boy but that's okay we are going into the digital age anyway so it's fine (laughs) um something I do want to caution though if you are not eating a lot of protein now or you realize that you're not eating enough protein please start out slow and increase slowly Your body contains things like hydrochloric acid or HCL and pepsin, and those things need to slowly ramp up so that your body can digest protein. So HCL is basically your stomach acid, and that will help break down the proteins that you are consuming. And then pepsin creates a digestive enzyme called pepsinase. And that will also help your stomach break down that protein. If you don't have enough of either of these, your body's going to have a really hard time digesting protein and you might feel really heavy and really like bleh anytime you eat something that is protein rich. So I would highly recommend starting out slow. And this is because your digestion starts in the stomach. I know it's going to start in the mouth more, but like, just bear with me and start in the stomach first. Basically, these polypeptide bonds, or not polypeptide, the peptide bonds in your amino acids are broken down into polypeptides and single amino acids. Then these polypeptides and single amino acids are passed through your small intestines and then broken down again. Then the peptides and amino acids are absorbed for energy and They will make new proteins or enzymes to do other functions, or it will go to your liver to be used as energy or sent out to your bloodstream or other cells. If you are having trouble digesting protein, 
again, I'm going to say this, chew your food. If you haven't listened to my podcast with Paige, Paige had mentioned that your stomach does not have teeth. And I feel like this should be pushed out more and more because yes, digestion starts in the mouth. We have teeth for a reason. We have those canine teeth for a reason. I actually was told one time that I look like a vampire because of my canines. And I was like, wait, what? But then I realized, you know, it's fine. That just means I can eat more steak. But your body needs help digesting these proteins. And your body does have these enzymes like pepsinase, but it's going to be a lot easier if you give it some help and chew with your teeth first. It's kind of like when your teacher gives you a study guide, instead of just telling you, hey, study for the test, you're kind of just like, oh, thanks. Yeah, this is a lot easier because I know what to actually study instead of the whole entire chapter. Another thing that could be causing your digestion to be a little bit rough with protein is because your stress is super high. Like before, when you're stressed, you're probably not as mindful as you're eating. And so back to point one, you want to chew your food. And if you're in a rush and you're stressed, you're probably not doing that. Also, when you're stressed, you create less stomach acid, which again is going to make it harder to digest protein. Also, make sure you're starting off small when it comes to increasing your protein intake. And if you're still having issues with digesting protein, I'd recommend adding just a little bit of apple cider vinegar before your meals. And this can help increase the acidity in your stomach and help your body create more pepsin to then digest that protein. And I like adding apple cider vinegar to like when I make homemade salad dressings or when I'm cooking meat and I'm like putting it in the oven or I'm putting it in the crock pot, I'll like dash a little bit of apple cider vinegar. Or when I'm making rice, I'll like put a little dash of apple cider vinegar in there because it won't hurt anything. Or you can get like super fancy in the kitchen and do apple cider vinegar gummies. When I did these before, I was like, these are going to taste disgusting, but they actually aren't that bad. And you're also going to get the benefits of consuming gelatin, which is also good for your digestive system, bones and skin. Now, what are the signs of having low protein or not being able to absorb your protein as much? Basically, you'll feel the symptoms of feeling super achy, hair loss, brain fog, or poor concentration, slow healing, being sick often, low energy, uh, dysfunctional or dysregulated blood sugar, and high hunger. So if you are having any of those symptoms, maybe try tracking your protein, see how much protein you're eating, or maybe just try adding in a little bit of protein and see if any of those symptoms go away. Now, I know some people are like, well, but like, how am I supposed to get in enough protein because I don't want to eat meat and isn't meat bad for you? And like most people tell me meat's bad for me. Actually, there's a study out there that had people consuming the Mediterranean diet plus three ounces of red meat daily And they actually had better health outcomes than the people who only ate meat twice a week. So that kind of just shows eating meat isn't that bad for you and can actually improve your heart health. Also, animal proteins is the best for stimulating muscle protein synthesis. And this is because it contains all the amino acids that you need. You literally could only eat meat 
and survive. There's people out there who consume the carnivore diet, which is basically where they eat all or just just meat and they'll eat different varieties of meat and they're fine. I wouldn't recommend it. Again, we want to be optimal, not just like okay, but it's just to go to goes to show that you can survive on only eating meat. And this is because it contains leucine in it, which is an amino acid that is best known for proteins uh protein synthesis. It's kind of like compound lifts versus isolation lifts. You want to get your bang for your buck, so the meat is like the compound lifts and then the isolations are like more of the incomplete proteins out there so next time you're like oh no I'm afraid to eat meat even though I really want to eat that steak but like someone out there told me I'm not allowed to eat steak I'd say go for it eat the steak girl you got it um but if you still want to be vegetarian or vegan, there's some things that you do want to keep in mind. And that is that your proteins are always tied to a carb source. And it's going to have less protein than any of the animal sources. And not to say that this is a bad thing, it's just something to keep in mind. So like, for example, if you have 100 grams of grass-fed ground beef, that's going to be equal to uh, 36 grams of protein. If you have 100 grams of tofu, that's going to be equal to 9 grams of protein. 100 grams of black beans is 8.86 grams of protein. So just think about that. You're probably going to have to eat a lot more tofu or beans than you would eating ground beef to get in enough protein. Also, make sure you're pairing your proteins together, like your different sources of proteins, to make sure that you're getting all of the essential amino acids because most of the proteins from vegan and vegetarian sources are incomplete proteins. So things like beans and rice, that's going to be a complete protein source. Also, if you are consuming vegan protein powders, make sure that it's not just one protein source. I know there's some protein powders out there that it's just like, it's just soy or it's just hemp. You want to make sure you're getting a variety of sources when you're picking a vegan protein powder. You also might find that you're getting sicker more being vegan or vegetarian because again, those antibodies are proteins and you might not be getting in enough protein, which is causing you to get sicker easier. And also some supplementation you want to think about is taking things like iron, zinc, copper, magnesium, vitamin E, D3, K2, a B-complex, and omega-3s. I know some people are like, oh, well, I'm getting enough iron from plant sources, which, yes, you are getting iron, but it is a non-heme iron, which isn't as easily absorbed compared to the iron you would be getting from a meat source. And a lot of vegans end up being anemic, which basically people end up feeling really fatigued, weak, have chest pain, and they have cold hands and feet. So just keep all of that in mind. And you're definitely going to have to plan more to feel your best. I know that was a lot of information and I know that was a lot about protein, but I'm hoping this just showed you how important protein is and why you should make sure that you're eating enough protein 
and how amazing protein is and why you should just go and eat that steak if you feel like you want to eat that steak or eat the the amount of meat that you want to or the amount of whatever protein source just just go do it don't be afraid i'm telling you this right now it's it's fun eating a big piece of meat or at least for me um also making sure you get in a variety i know i'm saying meat consistently but it's just because I I feel like people are still afraid of eating meat or they feel like they can't. And then also women feel like they can't eat a lot of protein for some reason. And I'm just telling you this right now. You can and it is okay. And you should because it's going to make you feel more satiated. It's going to make you feel stronger and it's just going to overall help you in your workouts and you'll probably end up feeling better because you'll be able to do all these different processes that I had mentioned earlier. But anyways, I'm babbling on a lot. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast and learn all the different stuff that I have to say. But if you have any questions or topics that you want me to talk about, email me at beccababblespodcast at gmail.com or message me on Instagram at Rebecca.8 and let me know what your thoughts are. Also, if you could leave a five-star rating and review, that would be awesome. Or share this podcast with a friend that you think is like, hey, you need to eat some more protein. Here's some reasons why. Nudge, nudge. I like doing that. I like sending podcasts to my friends because I just, I feel like it's a nice way to spread the message. And also I like when people send me them because I'm a podcast alcoholic, or not alcoholic, podcast-aholic. So anyways, thank you again so much for listening to this podcast and I can't wait to babble with you next time.